Hi everyone, I'm Amber Rose, the Religious Hippie, and welcome to A Catholic's Perspective. For those of you just finding this podcast, let me tell you a little about myself. I was born and raised a cradle Catholic until I fell away from the church for eight years. I just recently came back to the church and I could not be happier with where I am today. I am currently a junior in college and I'm studying graphic design. I am an ambassador for multiple amazing Catholic Christian companies and I love working with all of them. Now, some of you may already know me from my popular religious hippie social media channels, such as TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I have all kinds of Catholic content on there, so don't forget to go check those out. So the reason I wanted to start a podcast was so that I'd be able to have a longer format which people could listen to from wherever they are. I particularly wanted to address issues that young Catholics face today in the secular world, and I want to do that by providing information along with commentary and even a little of my own opinion. I can't lie, from time to time I might be discussing very controversial issues, and some will find my opinions unappealing. But I do this out of my faith and service to God. We must keep communicating with each other, respecting each other, and put each other on the path to sainthood. I think you'll enjoy the podcasts coming up, and I thank you for being here with me. Hey everybody, welcome back to my podcast. Today I am joined by a good friend of mine, Ethan Potter. He's the admin and founder of Catholic Warrior on Instagram. Welcome, Ethan. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Thank you. Thanks for having me on today. Of course. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so um, as Amber said, um, my name is Ethan Potter. I am the founder slash admin of the Catholic Warrior. I do a little bit of TikTok um, and just Christian content, Catholic content creating in general on Instagram and TikTok. Um, I do a little bit of youth ministry here in my home diocese, and uh, I'm a student at Franciscan University of Steubenville, uh, finance major and minoring in theology. And just some of my hobbies are just kind of like being outside, being around friends, um, yeah, things like that. That's awesome. So what year are you at Franciscan? I'm still a freshman, second semester, just getting ready to get into that. Perfect. So yeah, you are perfect for our topic today, which is how to stay Catholic at school. Um, I think every single one of us as devout Catholics at one time or another has faced some kind of, uh, I guess, persecution while at school, whether it's from peers, teachers, uh, the homework itself could be against our faith especially with little girls I babysit nowadays. It's like they come home with homework and I'm like, well, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) Like they're, they're teaching. Yeah. They're teaching like communism and like sex ed and they're like in fourth grade. I'm like, this is insane. Um, It is. So basically school is a really difficult area to navigate. You have Mm -hmm. stress, homework, bullying, peer groups. What's your experience with facing persecution in school? I know you go to a Catholic school, but yeah. So most of my persecution happened in high school. Um, and, and the funny thing about it is, so I went to this really small, um, I don't want to say red, a country school. Um, many people would call it a redneck school, but a really nice community, really close community, um, but only like 50 kids per grade. Um, but everybody there was really, really Protestant. Mm-hmm. And um, to the point where it was like kind of toxic, and um, a lot of them weren't really like um, like steadfast in their faith. A lot of it was just like, we go and sing songs on Sunday together. Um, 
so they weren't really like living it at all like awful things on Saturday night awful things every other day of the week except Sunday morning and they all went to the same church and believed the same things and so a lot of my persecution in high school came from other Christians which kind of was hurtful um and yeah I could talk more about that if you want me to like go in depth yeah go ahead it's a lot so I like it's okay go ahead I'm sure they'd like to know so at first, um, when I, I went to Catholic elementary school until eighth grade and the faith was always uh, kind of close to me. I didn't know much about the faith, but I just knew like my mom is Catholic, my dad's Protestant, but I just knew like my mom thought this was important. So if people like attack the faith, I'd be like, uh, no. So when I went to public school where I was literally the only Catholic in the high school and my little brother was in the elementary school, but they were separate. So I was the only Catholic in the entire school. And everybody was Protestant, uh, Protestant or atheist. And I just remember like second week of school, I walk into my algebra class and I didn't even tell people I was Catholic. I just told them that I went to this Catholic elementary school. Like tons of people go to Catholic schools that aren't Catholic, but um, I go in my algebra class freshman year and I sit down at my desk and I'm just having a conversation. And in the middle of the conversation, somebody pipes in and goes, well, you know, at least we can pray to God and don't have to go to priests. And it was entirely like unrelated to the conversation. Like I wasn't even talking religion. <laughs> um, and they just like piped in and said that. And I remember just sitting there like, what are you talking about? Like I had never experienced somebody coming at me like that from the middle of nowhere, just for going to Catholic school, let alone like me not even knowing the faith very well yet. And I remember going home and like looking up Catholic answers and Wikipedia things about like in persona Christi whatever and going in the next day and like grilling him with Latin um (laughs) but just to make him look you know like a clown in front of people just because I didn't know what to do at that time um because like I feel like when other people are watching you you know you kind of have to show the other people around you what it's about um it's a it's a survival skill in high school (laughs) Yeah, it's not so much about converting the other person. It's just showing the other Protestants that are looking at you that you know what you're talking about. Right. Especially when you're in front of like, it's like a public forum. Like I'm in front of people. And then um, what happened later in the year was somebody told me I had a Jewish Bible. And again, they all go to the same church. And I was like, what are you talking about? That doesn't even exist. <laughs> and I remember saying, no, like we have the same like Bible. Um, Martin Luther in the 1500s, like just like, changed a couple books in years but they're from they're from the same things and they got so mad at me I came home that day from school I was added to a snapchat group with like 10 other people and they were like the main people at this church and their parents and they were just grilling me with questions that weren't even related on our bible but also like calling a priest father whatever all these little nitpicky things um and I like it was just like so unnecessary like adding me to a group chat with parents and then I sat with all these people in art class and the next day in art class I like sat by myself um freshman year again and these were all like juniors at the time um but they wouldn't sit by me and I remember um the teacher pulled me aside and said hey listen like I'm Methodist and I know how sometimes these people can be so don't feel bad and that made me feel a little bit better um but like even teachers would tell me they'd be like So you actually believe that's the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Like if it came up, like Lutheran teachers, which there weren't many Lutherans, most of the school was Pentecostal. And I just like, 
the audacity as a teacher, a public school teacher to ask a question about their faith. Um, I just thought that was unnecessary, but most of it came from just these little things. And now that I've left that school and I, I'm thankfully at Franciscan University, um, my brother has encountered um, like anti-Catholic things already. And like, even like one last story about in my experience, like I remember sitting at a table and somebody like came at my cousin who wasn't Catholic. And I was just like, you know, sticking up for my cousin and somebody was like, okay, Catholic. And I just sat there like, is that supposed to be an insult? Like, what are you trying to say? Is that supposed to be like the equivalent of okay, boomer? In like- yeah, like, <laughs> it's definitely not. Like, <laughs> I don't know what he was trying to do there, but he did that. But now that I've left, like, um, my little brother goes to school there still, of course. Um, he is a sophomore. And he said, like, he, we went to a Steeler game Monday and he was showing his friends some pictures of the Steeler game and stuff. And they wanted to see his phone. And unfortunately, porn culture is extremely popular at school. I remember being a sophomore and people showing it at lunch. Um, and so my brother was like, no, you're not getting my phone because, you know, you, you don't know what somebody else is going to do with your phone. Like, at, even at public school, even my closest friends, like, I wouldn't trust my phone with. Um, and Eric kind of, sorry, I shouldn't have said my brother's thing. But anyways, my little brother kind of did that, didn't give him his uh, phone. And they were like, is it because you're Catholic? And it was just like, or like somebody took a picture of him and posted a picture and said like, holy Catholic on the bus. And it's just like a lot of things. And I think the thing that hurts most about it is it comes from other Christians, especially in America today where we should have each other's backs um, for the most part. Um, but yeah, most of my persecution in high school came from uh, Protestants and a lot of it was just like, un, it was just baseless. Like I wouldn't even ask for it. Like I, I, I sometimes I asked for it, but I didn't in high school. <laughs> No, of course. And I think that's the hardest thing is like it, the persecution comes from people, our own age, like our own peer group, sometimes even our own friends and family. And yeah. I know I was raised, I was born and raised a cradle Catholic, you know, my story where like I fell away for eight years and then I came back. But the thing is, is that that happens to so many people our age, they yeah. go away to school, they go to high school, they go to college mm -hmm. and they're surrounded by these anti-Catholic people and they start falling away from their faith because they're either too afraid to be catholic because they they're not catechized enough because you know our church yeah. really does need to do a better job of catechizing um mm -hmm. or it's because they want to have fun and, and that was my case like they don't want rules they just want to have fun with their yeah. friends and not be held back so how do we stay in our faith how do we stay so devout to our catholic faith without getting wrapped up in school and society yeah, so it's, it's so difficult because, you know, um, especially like in rural areas where you think people are more conservative, you, it's not even like that anymore in high school. A lot of the, the students are, are, are liberal or they're these Christians who hate Catholics if they're conservative, or you have those conservatives who say God in their songs, but don't really mean anything outside of that. And so it's hard because there's really no like you look out and on TV and say, oh, like all these conservatives doing th great things, like the future of America is strong. But when you go out into the culture, even with those conservatives, it's, it's not really a place you would want your, your kids to be. It's not a place that builds you up um, and keeps you from falling into sin or just keeps you in the church. And the unfortunate thing of it all is our Catholic school system has kind of collapsed. A lot of like, if you just look at the church of the 1950s, like 
there was such a Catholic culture and a Catholic identity, um, not only like a cultural church, but like, I just mean like you went to school at church, you, you went to mass on Sunday and did stuff after all your sports were at church. And I feel like the good thing about that was um, Catholics were kind of protected from that. And not only uh, protected from the Protestant propaganda that we saw in um, the early 1900s, um, but even in, in my case, especially in my history classes at this school that were really anti-Catholic. Um, but now in today's America, where we see um, critical race theory, all these crazy things, um, we could be protected from that if we went to Catholic school. But unfortunately our church, um, I think has neglected the importance of funding our own schools. Um, and we're just trying to get our churches by, let alone our schools. And it's just, it's really difficult. So how do we do that? Um, I think, just think it's a lot of, on domestic church at home. And I think the future for Catholics is going to have to be homeschool if we want our kids to be devout. Um, and also a good balance of like, like um, I've, I've noticed like there's like homeschool partnerships or something. I'm not sure. I haven't been homeschooled, but like I noticed that those who were in homeschool partnerships or whatever um, have, have done so well in, in social life and are really good Catholics. Yeah, I completely agree because I was homeschooled and I was a part of those partnerships and okay, I, so. I turned out okay. <laughs> yeah, no, you did. <laughs> and that's the thing, like with the whole like Catholic school thing, when my dad was a kid, um, they would before school every morning, they would have mass. Yeah. And so that is really important. And when my sister went to high school, which she went to a really good Catholic high school, um, they would also have mass before uh, class every morning. Um, it wasn't mandatory like it was for my dad back, you know, in probably like the 1960s, but it was for my sis, uh, sorry, but it was for my dad. So um, yeah. I always think that that's really neat that they would start off the day with mass and it was mandatory. Yeah. Yeah, I agree 100%. So I work a church to bingo on break. Um, and my favorite thing is talking to the uh, more senior people at bingo about their experiences in the church. I'll sit there all night and uh, talk to my good friend Marty um, about Latin mass or what it was like in local churches back in the day. And um, or my friend Pat, and she was saying that like, yeah, we would walk to school every morning and we would start out with mass. And if we forgot our veils, the nuns would pin tissues in our hair or um, the nuns would, she said, one of the stories she remembers was playing basketball at recess. The nuns pinned up their habit a little bit so they could run and play with them. And, but just starting, I was like, you started out with mass every day. Like when I went to Catholic school, we had it once a week, uh, mandatory. It wasn't every day for students. And um, they even tried cutting out some religion classes um, when we got a new principal. So that way we could have more education time. So not only was there not religion, we would we, there wouldn't be as much religion, but um, we also didn't go to mass every day. And I was talking to a friend who goes to a local high school, which has a lot of problems and a local Catholic high school that has a lot of problems. And I was like, I just think you guys need to be super religious. Like you're, you need to start doing all these rigid, so-called rigid things. and he was like, oh, like they would lose students, whatever. And I, and I was like, well, we just heard the story of Franciscan. Franciscan was going down the path for a little bit, the College of Steubenville. And the president said, no, we got to buckle down and like really serve God. Franciscan started to grow. And I was like, if you're super devout, like God's going to bless you. And there's just 
lack of faith to even do that now. And it's so sad. No, I completely agree. And that's the biggest thing that I've noticed, especially in this generation, is now we have all of this LGBTQ propaganda and parades being done Mm -hmm. in Catholic schools. We have non-Catholic theology being taught in quote-unquote Catholic schools. Mm -hmm. Like, how can you know that the school you're going to send your kid to is actually Catholic. Well, I say actually go there and ask for the curriculum or homeschool, you know, because then you're actually going to be involved. But how can we fight back against the Catholic schools that aren't really even Catholic anymore? Do we stay home? Do we protest? Do we tell the principal? How can we fight against a Catholic school that's not Catholic? Well, another way, I mean, just talking about Catholic schools, um, go to a Catholic school, a Catholic high school dance. <laughs> I went to one after, so when I went to public school, I was kind of like immune to these things. But when I went to Franciscan and then I ended up going to a Catholic school dance because I was invited, I was shocked. Um, drinking, clothes coming off, grinding was the only type of dancing going on. Um, and it just opened my eyes so much being at Franciscan and then going back. And so even beyond bad curriculums but also like just the moral atmosphere at these schools is ruining and I found from stories it to be worse than what I encountered at public school as far as morality um but but fighting back um just don't send your just don't send your kids that's what my family did we we I chose public school my parents gave me the choice and I chose public school because I was fortunate enough that the curriculum was so conservative in my town um, because it's a small town but in the cities you don't even have that choice and so again, I think it's the, the homeschool, um, the homeschool partnerships and those things. Right. How have you as a college student deepened your faith while at Franciscan? I know that it's a Catholic college, so mm-hmm. that definitely helps because you have chapels and churches and grottos and stuff. But yeah. what are some tips for maybe people that don't go to a Catholic college or who do and just need yeah. to deepen their faith? Yeah, so... I'm very blessed to be at Franciscan. Um, Like the last two years of high school, that was my dream. I was like, I've been through four years of this persecution by Protestants. I was like, I just need to be in a Catholic culture. And so if you're not at a super Catholic school, I do encourage you, and I'm not just doing this to rep my school, um, but I'm saying, check into Franciscan. Um, It's affordable, they work with you because I really thought I'll never be able to go to Franciscan. Um, It's a great education. we learn what the secular world teaches and then we learn what the Catholic church teaches and then we compare it and we talk about it. And I think that's the most important thing um, in becoming a good Catholic citizen in the workforce um, and in any part of our life. And Franciscan really is a ministry as a whole. So definitely check it out. Like if you feel like you're in a place that God is calling you uh, to change schools, um, because what better than to receive an education from your mother, the church. And like I said, Franciscan works with you, but Uh, Franciscan is a really I consider Franciscan to be a ministry like we don't have campus ministry our whole school is a ministry so thankfully it hasn't been hard to grow in faith but the hardest part for me was just letting my cup be poured into the first like couple weeks because I was so used to being in this dead Catholic area and pouring out and my whole faith life was works like doing things for the church and fighting for the church but not like this personal prayer and so that was the hardest thing for me was like peace like just praying and 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 building that actual conversation with the lord like i knew how to talk to the lord and i'm not just saying like through our father and how mary but just like as if um protestants would pray like i knew how to stand up there and just you know impromptu pray 
And still though, it, it was a habit. And so that was the hardest part for me. Um, and it's still like, I mean, I've skipped mass uh, at my low points at Franciscan. So no matter how much is there at the end of the day, it's up to you if you want to keep that faith, if you want to seek that faith. And I think, um, say you're not looking to moving to like Franciscan or even Benedictine for those on the West Coast, um, check out a Newman Center on your Franciscan, I mean, on your campus, check out a Newman Center on your campus. Um, look into Focus Catholic. There might be some Focus missionaries out there. Focus is awesome. We all know they're awesome. Um, and because community is so important. And if not, um, try to look online, um, even listening to these podcasts, um, looking at Catholic Instagram pages, Catholic TikTok pages, um, Catholic group chats, even like on Discord and GroupMe. Um, you need some sort of community. You need people to ask questions to and find a good parish close to your college because um, you're going to need that. I feel like especially in college, especially if you're at a party school, um, because you're going to you're going to have your rough nights and you're going to see people going out and partying. Thankfully, Franciscan doesn't have a, a party culture um, because I know at my low points, maybe I'd be out there doing that um, if I skipped mass on Sunday. Um, but you're going to need some some form of community, especially in college when you're not able to go home and go on that retreat. No, that's wonderful. Yeah. And I know it, it's difficult because you're a young person, you know, getting into your faith and like trying to just live it out and help others being around such a, I guess, a dead kind of spirit in, you know, your high school and then coming into this, I can understand how that'd be overwhelming. Um, So I guess the last question I would have for you is, do you think if you would have gone to a non-Catholic college, how do you think that would have impacted your faith? So I think because of my public school experience, um, I would be fine um, because I kind of learned, um, to be okay with a few good friends. Um, not worry about having a big friend group, whatever. Um, and I learned to be okay with like, just kind of being nonchalant. This is how it is. Like, this is the Catholic church's teaching. Take it or leave it. Take me or leave me. I don't care. And so I think I'd be okay because of that public school experience, but I definitely wanted a break. And um, college, like we're in our best, this is the best years of our life. And these are going to be times where we're going to meet some of the best people in our life. Like in college, like you get people from all over the country, maybe the world. And that's the one time in your life that you're going to be able to do that. And so make sure the people that are going to build you up, people that are going to build your faith up. And so I think um, I would have missed out on all that if I didn't go to Franciscan. And I'm so thankful that the Lord uh, made it possible for that. But going to a non-Catholic college too, I feel like when I, those few weeks that I had a rough time spiritually that I did skip mass, um, those would have been far worse. Yeah, I know it can be difficult, but that's the, that's the whole point of it. That's why I say like, it's so important to go to a Catholic college. I started going to my college before I came back into my faith. Mm -hmm. Um, And I go to Liberty University online. It's a wonderful college. It really is. It's conservative. It's, it's wonderful, but Mm -hmm. mm, the the (laughs) issue though (laughs) is that we had an atheist religion teacher. No. Uh-huh. Ask me oh how that God. makes sense, please. Yeah. I don't know. And I had to fight on him tooth and nail for putting ST in front of uh, Augustine for St. Augustine. Like he would fight me on that. He's just like, oh, that doesn't need to be there. Or I capitalized God's will. You know how we capitalize God and then will because it's God's will, right? So yeah. he, he fought me on that too. Like he would fight me on just the smallest little things. He docked me 
50 points because I missed the I in his name when you put the paper. No. Yeah. yeah. And so he just had it out for me. I ended up passing with a C. Unfortunately, it wasn't a B. I've never gotten a C in my life, but yeah, you know, not to you say that. It. Sounds so weird, but that's the thing. It's just like, it's these little things that I'm like, you're the teacher. You're supposed to be the bigger person. You're supposed to be the unbiased person who, yeah. who helps me grow no matter what my faith is. You know, and we had Muslim students in there and he treated them with all A's and B's and stuff, but totally singled me out. And I'm like, how how does that make sense? And I believe it was Archbishop Fulton Sheen. We need to canonize him already. I'm just saying. Um, (laughs) Who stated that like, basically you are going like, how do I explain this? Um, Basically there's not... um, like a hundred people who hate the church there's like a thousand people that misunderstand the church or something like that yeah um but it's like it's our duty to stand up for it but how are we supposed to do that when the people we're supposed to respect you know Mm -hmm. are the ones that are hitting us the most like yeah why i i see what you're saying and sometimes it's better not to keep your mouth shut but finding a certain balance between getting by and not sacrificing truth. Um, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, it does. Yeah. Cause some people are just like, Oh, shout out the truth. But then you end up failing the class. Okay. You have to retake it. And then maybe that's, that's on your, that's on your college transcript. And now in the future, you're not going to be able to encounter other people who might be open-minded. So sometimes it's better to just, you know, defend the faith where you can um and where and just find that balance because in the long run you might help the church more no I completely agree and that's ended up what I had to learn was that whole situation where I was just like okay how can I do this without seeming pushy you know without trying to like push my feel like people always think I'm shoving my religion down their throat I see it on TikTok you've probably experienced it being on your page yeah. <laughs> it's it's just like well you chose to watch the video sweetheart so I can't help yeah. you with that <laughs> exactly but when it comes to like papers and stuff I'm like okay well I guess because I am writing a paper for this specific thing it could come off that way so yeah. I had to find that happy happy medium they kind of call it where Mm -hmm. maybe I don't put st in front of the names but I do talk about how great they were and what they did for the catholic church and for the world so it's kind of like trading it out for little little battles little wins and now I'm taking a theology course again and uh, my day was yesterday we first started so we're gonna see because our first chapter is on where did the bible come from I haven't read it yet (laughs) Well, good luck with that. I mean, I, that's a shame that Liberty University would hire an, an atheist theology teacher. That's absurd, um, especially for a school that I know a lot of Protestants look up to Liberty. Um, like when I see a Liberty sticker, I'm like, that's a good like Bible Belt Christian there. Like that's what I think. And that's what goes through my mind. And so that that's that's crazy. And like, I, like, like we both said, finding that happy medium um, is, is the best thing to do because at the end of the day, um, a successful career really helps the church um, and it helps you reach people in your career one day. I completely agree. And um, so what would you like to do with your degree once you graduate? Do you have any ideas? Yeah, so I'm a finance major, like I said, at Franciscan, just to remind, and then a a theology minor. So I really wanted to be a theology major, but I'm just kind of worried about the job outlook as a male, like if I would be able to provide for my family. Um, 
and, and just be successful in that. So um, I chose finance and I was kind of unsure about it recently, but I, I have a, a job at the engagement center at Franciscan and we call and ask alumni, parents, uh, friends of the university to support us, support Franciscan in our mission uh, through donations. And I talked to an alumni who I saw that his uh, major was finance and because I, I was thinking about changing. And he said, and I was like, I'm not really sure like if finance is what God's calling you to do. And he's like, well, just know that like, if you're a financial advisor, you can be, you know, giving people peace of mind and um, helping families get through or even businesses help in like charitable fundraisers and stuff. Um, you're making dreams come true as a financial advisor, financial analyst, and that really like solidified it for me. So financial advisor, helping families, helping businesses, um, whether it's families just, you know, creating a budget, uh, families achieving, getting their house or, or things like that, or our businesses um, having successful charity campaigns or expanding, um, helping communities um, through that. And then my theology minor was really just to break up my classes a little bit to do some things I enjoy while I'm there because um, you may as well do it. <laughs> um, and also because I do some youth ministry now and I've learned a lot and Franciscan theology uh, program is so good there you'd just be silly not to take advantage of it and so yeah so hopefully maybe keep the youth ministry thing going and use my minor to help with that and you know even podcasting I mean I don't have a podcast but I'm sure like even content creation in general like that theology minor comes in handy or, or those theology classes so um, yeah that's really awesome. Well, I hope that all works out for you. Thank you again for being yeah. on my podcast. Um, if you guys want to find Ethan, he is on Instagram. Uh, Ethan, what's your what's your at? So my personal Instagram page is ethanpotter.cw. You can check out the Catholic Warrior, which is just the Catholic Warrior. And if you're interested, I started a youth ministry about two years ago, and you can check that out at onefaith.yg. Thanks for having me on, um, Amber, though. Thanks. Yeah, of course. It was great to have you on and we will see you guys next time. All right. Bye. Do you have questions or comments about today's episode? Email me at thereligioushippie at gmail.com or leave a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash thereligioushippie. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please be sure to rate and review this episode. This podcast is produced by Todd Fisher and distributed by Metacortex Publishing. This podcast is copyright. Any previously trademarked or copyright content is used by permission. Information and opinions stated in this podcast should not be construed as medical advice. Please be sure to visit the official website for the International Association of Metatomics at metatomics.org or find us on social media for other unique content.